Welcome to the Thrive Women's Podcast. We are your hosts today and so excited. I'm Angie Wysocki and I'm joined by Lisa Thompson. And it is Thanksgiving Day when this episode comes to your phone or wherever you listen to podcasts. So hopefully you're having a great Thanksgiving and not listening to a podcast, but whenever you listen to this, um, it's just exciting to be in the holiday season. So Lisa, the big question is, in the holidays, do you decorate for Christmas before or after Thanksgiving? Oh my, we are always after Thanksgiving, but I will say that like the day after, like we're fall, fall is, fall is everywhere right now. Um, but the day after it's down and Christmas is up. So we, we turn key pretty fast in our house this year. I even have all the bins out. I've kind of gone through the decorations. There's been just this extra window of time because so many people have decorated where I'm just getting some ideas of what I want to do, uh, in this next season. So I'm very excited. I can hardly wait. How about you, Angie? You're staying strong. Staying strong. I used to be very much a decorate for Christmas after Thanksgiving person. Um, The past few years, just because Christmas is so busy in our world, and I really like to enjoy my tree and everything, I would put it up kind of like the week of Thanksgiving, just so I could enjoy it longer and it was done. But I will confess here in front of everyone I put up Christmas like the second week of November this year. (laughs) I just went for it. And I'm not ashamed. (laughs) It's been really great. (laughs) I love it. I kind of feel like there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to extend their decorations through like spring. Like, (laughs) true. (laughs) it's not going away anytime soon. Keep keep that tree up. Keep the tree up. We need those reminders about peace and joy and hope. And that's what Christmas is all about. So absolutely. Well, whether you've decorated or not, we have a treat for you today. We actually got to catch up with um, one of our friends here in the area, uh, Shannon Ertle, who is happens to be one of my best friends here, but also is an amazing um, designer, runs a store that where you can get all the furniture that you want for your house, all the decor ideas. I think a lot of us wander around there often to get some inspiration, but she is an amazing uh, wife and mom and just a great presence in our community, has a lot of wisdom to share about your home and even how to decorate so that you look like you're a pro. Um, but just really how to make your space inviting and hospitable for everyone. So enjoy this conversation with Shannon. Today, I'm so excited because we have Shannon Ertle on our podcast, who is one of my very best friends here in California. But more importantly than that, uh, I thought she, I was. Um, yes, outside of you, uh, <laughs> it's, it's you and Shannon. But you guys are pretty close, actually. Yeah, just kidding. Um, so Shannon is amazing, awesome friend, but she is also married to Jeremy, which is equally awesome. She is yeah. a mom to three boys who are phenomenal young men and a little wild at times. A dog mom to two dogs who are phenomenal, but also wild at times. Uh, she has a background in cosmetology and recently became the co-owner of the Feathered Nest Store which in our area is pretty famous for being the spot where you just want to buy everything for your house. Like it's home design, home decor. 
Um, but the cool thing is Shannon started this with um, a couple other people who are good friends and just the spirit of their team and the spirit of the store really just fosters an environment of hospitality, of friendship. And then you just want your house to feel the same way. So it's been so fun to watch that project come to life. But welcome to the podcast, Shannon. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's fun to be here. I'm glad to do a podcast with one of my dearest friends and Lisa. Yeah. Thank you. It's great. Thanks for coming, Lisa. I'm um, glad I'm invited to the table. Oh, always. <laughs> Always. It's a big table. Everyone's always invited. So we're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to talk about the home, get a little practical with Christmas trees a little bit later. But first, Shannon, I have some questions for you um, to help our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So I'm going to ask you some this or that. So I'll give you two options. You got to tell us which you would choose. Okay. So it's not hard. You'll be fine. All right. First, first, this or that. Are you a winter or summer person? Oh, I am a winter person. As much as I can cover up, sign me in. (laughs) Yep. Side note, one of Shannon's recent quarantine hobbies was blanket making. So this answer answer is perfect. Um, Okay. I think I know the answer to this, but are you a homemade Sunday dinner person or a four course nice dinner out person? Nope, I'm a homemade Sunday dinner person because like to come home from church and put my pajamas on and then just like settle in. I think they, even growing up, my mom did that. She always had a roast or hamburger meat, peas and potatoes in the oven, which maybe I'll throw that recipe on the podcast for those of you <laughs> who would want to eat hamburger meat, peas and potatoes. But yep, Sunday <laughs> dinner all the way. Perfect. Uh, LaCroix or bubbly? Okay, let's get you guys. Those make me burp. <laughs> it's so true. Like, no, it's so true. And actually bubbly makes me burp less than LaCroix. So yeah, I've had to just go on a water thing. Oof. All right. We'll <laughs> just stick with water. <laughs> water. Um, uh, hot tea or hot chocolate? How about coffee? Um, probably hot tea. Yeah. I mean, I lean That's more towards true. coffee. But I only want to drink hot chocolate if you home make it with the Nestle cocoa and the mm. pinch of salt and all of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My mouth is watering. Uh, dogs or cats? Well, I mean, I have two dogs <laughs> and cats poop in the house. And so, uh-huh. yep, that's Six about dogs. it. Yep. Uh, real tree or artificial tree? Ooh, I'm a real tree girl. Every year, I mean, Jeremy's budget for an artificial tree now is like $4,700. He keeps trying to bribe me by raising the price. And I'm so he like, doesn't no. have to go get it. Yeah. So he doesn't have to go get it. And then I always make him trim it. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay, last one. And this is a big, a big question for the season, but I think I know the answer. Um, Hallmark movies or documentaries on Netflix? Oh, man. I'm, I mean, Hallmark all the way. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a document if it's like sad. I need somebody at the end of a show to get married and be having a baby. <laughs> which I feel like Hallmark checks all those boxes for me. They do. Yeah. Yep. Classic same storyline. I love it. Exactly. They kill it. Awesome. Yeah, Shannon, tell our listeners where you're from because your accent as you're talking about comfort food and <laughs> Real trees and hot chocolate is coming from where? I know it does come out. 
So we moved out to California in 88. We're from Texas. So um, I think when I get tired or sometimes talking on the phone, you'll hear it. I mean, my parents sound like they just like parked the wagon, you know, <laughs> back at the house. And so, yeah, he's, I mean, we would consider ourselves Californians. My mom and dad would consider themselves Texans. So it's a, it's a tricky road to navigate, but we do it. Yes. 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 I love it. Well, good. Well, that was super fun uh, just for our listeners to get to know you. And we want to learn a little bit more about how the Feathered Nest um, got started and how did you know that this is something that you wanted to do and kind of how to help people create those intentional spaces in their home. And then how did you get to the point of actually opening up the store? It's one thing to have this amazing dream and take this idea. It's another thing to execute it. Tell us about that process for you. So I have done hair now for 27 years and in doing hair, I just met so many people and it would be like, um, I actually worked out of my house for eight years. And so I think people coming to my home, um, started a like, Oh, Hey, could you, could you come over and help me pick out paint colors? Could you come over and tell me if you like this, or I'm going to send you like some pictures of something or, you know, come look at my space. So it started a little bit like that. I was always interested in doing it. I took great um, joy out of making my home into something. Um, I then, uh, one client came over one day and said to me, do you decorate people's homes for the holidays? And I said, well, I mean my own house. And so she said, can I pay you $15 an hour to come and decorate my house for Christmas? And so that first year it took me three weeks um, I mean, we did, you guys, I'll have to show you pictures. We did every nook and cranny. You couldn't even believe it. Um, to say the least, we, $15 an hour didn't last very long, but, um, I think it was just kind of this thing that I always loved doing. And then, um, one of my like dearest friends from middle school and beyond, um, we were best man and maid of honor, both of our husbands in each other's weddings. Um, her mom um, who has been, I mean, just like another mom to me kept saying, I think you, what if, what if we did something girls, what if we started something? And, um, on my 40th birthday, I had gone on a shopping trip with them to market where you go to find all your, you know, products and, um, for retail spaces and design. Um, and so Debbie just kind of planted this seed of something. Now, I mean, we talked about like flipping a house or like, let's decorate something and then show people by pictures. I don't know. And um, that quickly turned into like, hey, what would you think about about buying a piece of property and building a building and like really doing this? So um, it took, we sat on it for about, she kind of threw it out there. We really prayed about it and didn't have any red flags and just kept having open doors. And, um, so that was like the inception or conception of the feathered nest, which is, you know, almost 11,000 square feet of retail space in Loomis, California of all places. So it's really been a labor of love and just like a reflection of who we are and what we love to do, which is talk about, oh, well, it's just to talk and then talk about people's homes and how they live. So, mm -hmm. and how long ago did the store open? 
So it will be three years in March. Um, I actually got the keys to the store. Um, I think it was on my 42nd birthday. So from, from going on a little buying trip on my 40th birthday to getting the keys to the store was two years. So, so awesome. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's fun to have a front, uh, front row seat to watch the store open and, I mean, yeah. we've been friends with your family. We met years ago because we both lived in the same apartment complex. And I met <laughs> Shannon and her boys uh, through mutual friends. And then we would go to the yeah. pool together. And yeah. so um, for all of you listening that are like, well, I can't open a store. I'm, you know, I'm telling you, you can do it. Uh, yeah. These dreams that kind of live in people. But yeah, what has that felt like for you to see it come to life? Um. I mean, at times it's overwhelming because I think you go, well, I have gone through the, I am not qualified for this. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm a mom who like worked really hard at doing hair and has varicose veins to prove it. Like I'm, what am I doing telling people, oh, buy this sofa. It seems like a lot of money. It'll be fine. You're going (laughs) to love it. It's going to make your space comfortable. I'm like, You've got to be kidding me. But then I think, you know, looking kind of at the flip side of that is, well, what disqualifies me? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't I do this? And so I think kind of coming, you know, coming like full circle and being like, hey, you know, there's part of me that I thought I'm just going to fake it till I make it. And then I thought, but this is not faking it. Like, this is who I am. I'm genuinely interested in how you live, what happens at your house that you have the right paint color that you, when you walk in, it's everything like you thought it would be and more. And you're so proud to have people over on a small scale or a large scale. And so I think just honestly, I was telling Angie this the other day, like, like I kind of had thought, Oh my gosh, we like talk about people's homes and it feels so trivial and all of this. And I was like, no, but like how much ministry do you do in your home? Right. Your home is so like a reflection of who you are and that you can invite people in and like give them a space that feels like you. So whether that's like peaceful or joyful or like you just like all those things, you know, it's it's how you live. Sometimes I get like, ah, how do I put all of that into words? Um, but it is like that's truly like at the nest what we want. Um yeah, it's to just help you achieve that. So I I love that it was that lady that asked you to decorate her home for 15 bucks an hour where you realize, where you realize that, you know, I've been doing this for myself, but it's almost like God said, but now I want you to do it for others. Yeah. And the, and probably the joy, you have your own joy in creating your space in your home. Um, But I think there's been probably for you, a lot of joy to see that come to fruition for so many of your clients that come in and to be part of that. And that's, you know, using your gifts to help build other people up your talents, your time, your treasure as God has called us to do. And um, just the day that you discovered that this was beyond just decorating your own home was probably a significant day for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, we would talk about the gal whose home I did. I did it for eight years. Oh my word. I'm not, I mean, everyone needs to meet her. She is 
just the something. I can't even put her into words. But regularly during the decorating, she would burst into tears because she was so happy. And every time she would cry, I was like, yes, this is awesome. Like I thought, I mean, it just made my day because I thought that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I am supposed to do something so incredible that it brings her to tears. And I thought because that, you know, I like brought her vision to life. So if you're listening out there and you want us to decorate your house, I'm going to need you to brush up on your like tears because after we're done and you see your space, I would like you to burst into tears or song or dance. That's actually (laughs) really what we're, we're, what we're going for. Uh, What would you say? I'm just thinking, I mean, the world of home decorating and designing your own house and wanting all the things and I mean, we all watch Chip and Joe. We've watched Shay and Sid McGee now. I mean, I just binge watched that whole show on Netflix. And I feel like um, there's a danger in, I'm explaining, it's like a danger comparing so much that you don't find joy in your own space that's yours. Yeah. How do you tackle that kind of train of thought with people? Because not all of us can hire someone to decorate our house for Christmas. No. Um, so a couple things. Number one, um, our biggest, when we talk to people about their homes or design and whatever, my biggest thing I always say is you live here. I don't. So you have to take that Netflix show. You have to take fixer upper. You have to take, you know, Amber interiors, whoever you find that has something that for some reason just really speaks to you and figure out what those little parts are that you can incorporate into your space. Because I think it's our natural tendency. You see a picture of something, you see a, you know, something happens and you're like, I gotta, I gotta blow this whole place up. We, we can't even live here. This place is disgusting. Oh my gosh. Everything has to be white. And then you look around and there's your three boys and your two dogs. And you're like, well, I'd actually like to keep my husband. And so in order to do that, I can't have a white sofa. So, um, I think it's really like sitting and analyzing what it is about what they do that makes you so happy. And sometimes it's just like cleaning something up. Sometimes it's, it's eliminating things. Cause I think we can get so much stuff. We get so excited. And then next thing you know, the 40 baskets and plants in your family room are like a jungle. Um, so I think, you know, even parlaying that into Christmas stuff, oh my word, Pinterest and Christmas I mean, I just get like, oh, I can do that. And I'm thinking I just need about 4,000 more square feet. And I have achieved <laughs> my Christmas dreams. Um, so I think it is. I think it's just kind of figuring out how to put something um, in your space that gives you the feel of what you're going for with either what you have or how, how you can tackle part of it, not all of it. Because I think it is. We want to go in guns a-blazing and have the whole studio McGee room. And it's like, actually just, you know, change a couple pillows and lighten up this and you should be good to go. So not all of us are gifted in the area of decor. Uh, This week is traditionally when most people start decorating for Christmas while it's Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people have already got their lights up and trees going on and I was in your store, Shannon, and I was like, hey, when's all the Christmas stuff coming in? And you're, you were like, it's gone, sister. 90% yeah. of our stuff is gone. 
But as we're preparing for Christmas, what are some easy ways for people to approach decorating where they don't feel the pressure to compare to what other people are doing? Yeah. Um, So a couple things, honestly, that I've even practiced like throughout the years, um, even when my kids were little, um, you know, now they don't touch anything, but um, I, right from the beginning, um, would take some, like if I had shelves or a bookcase, I would take out all of my regular stuff. So like my normal decor, I would take it off of my shelves and pack it away. And so it just became Christmas. And I think, um, I think what's fun about that is it gives you the opportunity come January to put your stuff back out and maybe change it up a little bit. Um, and then it, again, it gives you more shelf space for all your tchotchkes and Lord knows, I mean, you guys, if I could change all the furniture in my house for Christmas, I would, I, I really am obsessed. I, there's nothing, I don't think too much is too much. I, I will state that right at the beginning, but one great way to do something to really like Christmas it up, pull all your normal decor off. And if you don't have enough Christmas for that, then keep out a couple things, move them around, and then maybe kind of decorate around them. Um, another really great thing is, um, for example, I have stuff that my kids have made. Um, I have stuff that people have given me throughout the years. Um, and I, uh, I am a bit of a decorate for Christmas decor person. I don't have one of those trees with all the different ornaments on it. If I'm being honest, it stresses me out a little bit. I like a theme. I like a color. I like a plan. So (laughs) what I've done is get a couple cute smaller trees and I cluster them somewhere in my house. Um, So like in my hall or in my front room or something. And on those trees, I put ornaments the kids have made or things like gifts that people have given me. And even if there's like, you know, a Santa that sits next to it, I kind of make a little space for all of those treasures that I can't get rid of, but that don't necessarily match my holiday theme. Um, so, and I, and when you do something like that, like nobody can compare to that because nobody has all those treasures. Um, you know, and so I think by, I know I, I struggle even like thinking about that because I very much, I would like to be invited to all of your homes for the holidays. I would like to see what you do. I would like to talk about your tree. I would like to know where you got your stuff. Um, I just am very interested in it. So I know that it's hard to think like, oh, what are people doing? Oh my gosh, this year, everything is wood. Yeah. And so I've got to change my whole tree. And I'm like, no, you don't make it about you. And, you know, if someone comes over and asks you something, I don't know, just attach meaning to it. So nobody feels like that they can go out and buy that ornament. Like, let's just get real. I have no problem with a little, you know, stretching the truth during the holidays. You just pray um, after the 25th, once the baby Jesus is born and you just ask for forgiveness. That's so, right. you know, to kind of, kind of find opportunities to take the things that are special to you and unique to you and put them in a spot that like creates, you know, an interesting little, an interesting little vignette or something that is just about you and your family. Nobody can copy that. Okay, Shan, let me just interject here because I'm thinking about the age of minimalism that we're living in. Very simple. 
I'm also thinking of like Home Sort and, you know, Marie Kondo, uh, Kondo's book. Yes. You know, how does Christmas fit in? The way you're describing Christmas, Marie would say, this needs to go, that needs to go. Home yes. Sort would be like, that's, that's 10 years ago. And you're saying, keep it all. <laughs> so I would say, okay, first of all, Home Sort is crazy. Those two girls have absolutely lost their minds. They, I mean, they do a really good job at their work, but the two of them personally, I would like, I mean, you need to do an interview before you have them come over because I know them personally because they are my siblings. So (laughs) I would say, I mean, do a full thorough background check. Your home is going to be organized, but they're, they're nuts. Anyway. Um, so I wouldn't say keep it all. I would say pull out some things because I actually really do like purging and I had a considerable amount of Christmas boxes up until this last year that I, I went through. Um, again, I saved a little piece here and there. Um, I would look at it as more, for example, I used to collect snowmen and my husband called it snowman Island. And I would take all these little snowmen and stick them on this crinkly thing that everyone had. And I would keep them all clustered in a spot. Um, and again, it was like, Oh, so-and-so gave me that, that one year, do you remember? And we had the purple tree and Jeremy's like, I don't care. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I can look at it and remember it. So, you know, I slowly throughout the years as something has broken. Oh, tip number one, do not keep broken ornaments. People come on. Like you have too many good ones to keep broken ones, throw the broken ones out, take a picture and then print the picture and stick it in your picture box. So you can go through and be like, look at the ornament someone gave me when we got married. It broke. So we threw it away, but here it is. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. But yeah, pull a couple things out that have meaning to you and group those things. And if those things are, you know, 20, that's great. If they're 50 or a hundred, just call me. Cause we probably need to chit chat about your about what's happening over there. That's, you know, more, <laughs> it's a little less of an island and a little more like a country. So oh, that's good. I love it's it. Good <laughs> advice. My, I have two boxes of ornaments and our family did like every kid got an ornament every year. And my mom is really good at keeping record of things. And I have like a handwritten list for probably, you know, the first 18 to 20 years of my life, every ornament and who gave it to me. And so I, it's like this little museum and I do always feel the pressure of like, well, I got this from my grandma when I was a baby. I feel like it should be on the tree, but I don't know. It's <laughs> really matter. funny. But yeah, see, when you come me, over, I can show you. Yes, when you come over, I'll come over. And see, I would think like if your mom hand wrote you a list of ornaments, like that would mean something to me because here's your mom in her handwriting listing out to you. Your mm-hmm. grandma gave you an ornament when you were born. So it's like, Put your, put your sentimentality on that instead mm-hmm. of, you know, the actual, the actual ornament. So oh, yeah, don't worry. I'm over it. I've, oh, yeah. pr- I mean, I try to make it all match now. <laughs> oh, thank heavens. But okay, let's talk. We're going to talk Christmas trees a little practically because the reality is probably when folks are listening to this, either your tree is already up or this is the week you're getting it all out and setting yeah. it up. I mean, this year, there's some people that are really have rules about not putting up your tree until after Thanksgiving. And then this year, sometimes those rules are thrown out. But I just read an article that you wrote about Christmas trees and some hacks for decorating it. You've given us a lot already. 
Um, so let's just break it down a little bit uh, and talk about how to make a real tree the best it can be, how to make a fake tree the best it can be. So let's say, I mean, we could talk forever about differing opinions on artificial yes. fake. Let's yes. say you use an artificial tree. Okay. How would you make that? What are some hacks you have for artificial tree users? Put it over the top. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would so, get us on Studio McGee's show. Get us on Studio McGee's show. <laughs> um, so first of all, um, I, for years and years and years, um, when we were newly married and when I had little kids, I set aside $50, um, like in an envelope. And the day after Christmas, I, we would be at the mall. There was a super cute store at the mall. Um, Amy hardware down off of Watt Avenue and Marconi had a Christmas store and we would go out and I would like have my eye on something and I would buy Christmas stuff after Christmas. It's, Mm. it's my number one hack. I mean, let's just be real. And so I gathered my, Oh, the biggest thing that I bought this is is picks and garlands. That is like the best because with an artificial tree, sometimes it just needs more weight or, you know, it's like, okay, you can fill it full of ornaments, but how do you really make some of those ornaments kind of pop out? And the way you make them pop out is by adding in a different texture. So if you take, you know, you have a green artificial tree and you want to add, you know, something into it. Well, even by adding a pick in that's green, but that's just a different texture, it just creates this layer in your tree that's just interesting and gives you just a little more oomph. So um, that is like my most favorite thing. And I love picks with berries. I mean, honestly, I had three buckets of picks, like the okay. Rubbermaid story. When you bucket. say pick, you mean like the artificial, it's kind of on a stick. Yeah. You can just stick yep. it in. Yep. Stick and it it's either stick. like, that's what a pick is. So anything that's like on a wire stick and it could be, again, it could be a, you know, I don't really even know there, you know, a eucalyptus pick or a, you know, a different type of fur pick, or like I said, something that has berries or like a holly pick. And you just mm-hmm. kind of stick them in on the end so that it comes out to the last branch. And then you can either um, you know, wind a branch around them so they stay in there and they don't move. You can wire the the stick part of the pick onto your tree branch. Um, and then you can keep them there year round if you want to. It's kind of fun to take them off and change them up every year. Um, but yeah, they just give you this great texture. The other thing we've done too is take garland pieces um, and wrap them around the tree. Um, and that, I mean, it's a whole other, it's a whole, it's next level is really what it is because you've just taken this artificial tree from Target or Hobby Lobby, or some of you splurge and you come to the feather fest and (laughs) you just, again, give it this next layer and it just fills in around the stem and, um, just gives you again, something else to kind of hang your ornaments on. Um, and it is the world's best hack. I mean, I love it's, it. it's just the best. So Shannon, what would be your opinion about adding some flock picks into an evergreen tree? Cause flock is such a yes. big deal right now. Which wow. Lisa, you're like really pulling out all the lingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently Lisa's been on Pinterest. <laughs> yep. Okay. 
So I love flocked picks on a green tree and I love green picks on a flocked tree. So good job, Lisa. You're, you're yeah. coming closer to the friendship circle. We're proud. <laughs> I'm still on the outside. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, I love that. I also love like if you're out and about and you can find the big sugar pine cones, I love sticking pine cones in a tree. And I feel like you can stick pine cones in a fancy tree or a really natural tree. Um, so just even anything that just produces that next layer of texture. Um, I also love... Um, like little lights. If you have a pre-lit tree, I love adding extra, the big lights to it. So like those big bulbs, you can get a target or ACE hardware, um, stringing those around. Um, I mean, mine looks like a blind man, you know, with his, I don't know, put them on with his walking stick half the time, just because <laughs> they're just all over the place. But I just feel like it's just, kind of different and just gives you that extra glow and kind of turns your, you know, little traditional tree into something artistic. Awesome. Okay. Real tree for those that are purists out there and you yes. go and cut it down or you go to the parking lot at Home Depot. <laughs> yes. Real. Do you have any hacks for a real tree? Yes. So Might number one, yeah. Change. Um, some of the hacks for real tree are you can add um, live artifact, live, um, foliage to your tree. So I love adding magnolia branches and mm -hmm. um, I love adding eucalyptus. So it kind of hangs off the ends. Um, anything that once, you know, when magnolia branches, branches dry, they still look great. Um, eucalyptus, if you just spritz them just a little tiny bit with a water bottle, they actually do pretty good. Um, but on a real tree, probably my biggest hack is to watch how you place your ornaments. So I think sometimes, um, I will not sometimes I generally go through and change the ribbon or the wire or anything on my ornament so that I can tie them on my real tree. So they'll be tight to the branch because it leaves less gap for your branch to hang down. Um, also on a live tree, I like to decorate from the inside out. So kind of put some of those large bulbs or clusters of bulbs in by, um, in by the trunk and then your lighter, more airy bulbs on the outside. And again, that, that leaves you, um, it eliminates so much sag on your real tree. What I love about a real tree is you can just kind of set things on it. You know, I mean, just, you just like lightly put ribbon around it. And again, I love the the bigger lights on a real tree because you can just spazzily put them on there and it looks artistic. And if you don't think it looks artistic, convince people that it's artistic. <laughs> like if someone is like, oh, I've never seen that before. You say, oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. Like I, this is everywhere. Even if it's only at your house, it's everywhere because it's on your tree. You just, part of it, just own it. Like, oh, oh, you haven't seen it. Uh-huh. And then people will be like, shoot, I'm not looking in the right places. So yeah, just start that trend. Yeah. Well, you can, you can always blame Pinterest, you know? Oh, this is on yes. Pinterest. You didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are awesome. Oh. Now I feel like I need to go home and redo my tree, but those are wow. great tips. If you haven't decorated your tree yet, now, you know, you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. And it's Thanksgiving. You have a host of helpers. I mean, I don't know how many of you invited more than, I don't know how many households over, but 
At yeah. least if you've got your household, you can't go anywhere. Make them help you decorate your tree. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Shannon, as we're wrapping up here, this has been such a fun conversation and some great ideas, great hacks for us as we're thinking about Christmas. Is there anything that you want to say to encourage those who are listening today as they're preparing for Christmas and getting their homes ready? What would you say to them? Um, I would say this. It's not going to be Christmas that makes your house where everyone wants to come. It's you who makes your house where everyone wants to come. So, you know, if you're find a thing, if you feel like, like you, no one wants to come here because I don't know how to do this, or I don't know how to do that. Well, if you don't cook, find like the best lost house cookies you can find and always have them on hand for when someone comes over, or maybe you just, you're all about hot chocolate, like find the best hot chocolate recipe and, you know, craft it. And then every time someone comes, you have hot chocolate and marshmallows or whatever it is. Cause it's, it's you who creates the atmosphere that people receive from. So it's not your tree. It's not your gifts. You don't have to give a gift to someone to make them feel special. You just have to give them your time and attention. And that's really what, what makes the Christmas difference. The gift of your presence. I love that. Yeah. Oh. oh, so good. Well, thanks for joining us today and uh, oh, all the practical, I know all the practical home tips, but I do think that's just such a great reminder. Even what you just said, going into this next season, we just, I think everyone tries so hard and the holidays kind of bring out this yeah. frenetic, like I, bigger and better kind of feeling. And it's just a good reminder to just show up with what you got. Yep. So. Exactly. And have a clean bathroom. That's actually like, really, I mean, put that poopery in there and everyone will come over. Well, we hope you enjoyed our fun and inspiring conversation with Shannon. She's hilarious, Angie. I just have not met that side of Shannon and want to hang out with her. But I love some of those Christmas tree hacks she gave. We're a live tree. I know you do a fake tree. But there were some just mic drops in that conversation that is changing my whole Christmas strategy. In fact, I need to rethink. I know how I'm doing Christmas this year. So uh, super fun. Well, hey, like we said, if your tree's up till the spring, you got to make sure it's looking really good. That's right. That's right. I think what I loved about her story is just the way that God took her gifting and her passion and something that she uh, invested in her own home and in her own family and the ways that she was so hospitable and began to share that so that other people could experience that joy and adventure in the ways that you share and care with uh, what, what God's given you through hospitality and through invitation and building your home, you know, no matter what your budget is and however big your, your house size is, that has nothing to do with just uh, God's called us to be hospitable people. And uh, she's yeah. just wonderful. Loved it. Absolutely. And hey, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, just clean your bathroom. That's all we got to do. Just clean your bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, well, it was fun to be together. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And a happy Thanksgiving week to you. Happy decorating for Christmas week to you. But if you thought of someone that would enjoy this conversation, please share it. Um, and if you have a comment you'd like to share with us, just leave a comment and make sure you subscribe 
so you don't miss any of the episodes coming up. We're really thankful for you and hope you have a great week.